range anxiety and you think Rhonda would ever really help you. More on that in a minute. But welcome out there to the fans, the flogs and the flat earthers. And I'm sitting here today with the biggest flat earther of them all. It's me, Paul Housen. Hey world. Hey Marty. Hey babe. She, she hates that. Did I tell you that? Hey babe, yeah. or the fact that you're a flat earther. <laughs> all of that. Oh, yeah. right. Stop saying that, she reckons. So, of course, I'll have to use that all the oh, time. Well, yeah, you do sound like a fair deal pickle. Yeah, when you're doing I that. know. I know. Help me, Rhonda. Mm. Rhonda was the, um, she was the lady Beach who used boys. to ring from the insurance. Yeah. Many years your ago. Age now. Many years ago. But I used to have a car called Rhonda. Oh, you would. <laughs> Rhonda the Honda. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's, and so, you know, it's a bad. week after the fact, but why are we talking about Honda today? Honda. Honda. What have Honda done that's, that's they're notable? They're barely irrelevant anymore, are they? Do they make anything? They just won fucking Formula One World Championship oh, as an that. engine manufacturer, yeah, but well, yeah, apart from that. Uh, well, at this stage, they have. Oh, oh don't tell me you're a Lewis lover. Hell no. Sir I Lewis. don't mean to offend him, but no, nah, I'm glad someone else has got up there and done something. To be honest with you, people get sick of watching the same shit happen week in, week out. I'd rather see the race within the race, if you know what I mean. Like, Well, I knew um, that uh, Max was going to be world champion before he was even born. Because many, many years ago, I lived in a rental house. I was in charge. I was the main tenant. And I had a Dutch right. backpacker come and live with me, a woman by the name of Honey Derricks. And amongst other things, like eating double-salted licorice, like the Dutch like to do, she okay. was talking about our boy Joss, or Joss, Verstappen, who's yep, Max's yep, dad. Yep, yes. And he got like five podiums over a career that went for like a decade. He wasn't yeah. as good as his kid. And he, he's also been involved in all sorts of nefarious drunken activities <laughs> in the uh, uh, ex-Formula One. But she said, if he has a boy, he'll be world champion. So, honey, if you're listening to this, uh, Good call. you know, I mean, at the time, I did just think you just didn't know anything and you are a clogwog. But um, you were right. No, and but good on him. And I, Max, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked that he won, but there's still a lot of controversy around it. A bit weird what went down there that last yeah, one lap dash. Yeah, but tell everyone to get out the way so that they're closer and then... Yeah, just, no, I think yeah. Um, Mercedes cost themselves that championship by not pitting. Yeah, okay. There you go. And they, yeah, good call. they expected it to finish under safety car too, rather than have a one-lap dash. Yeah. But it could have been a bit dirtier than it was. I think Lewis did the right thing and moved out the way. I'm not a Lewis. Sir Lewis lover. Is he Sir now? He's Sir Lewis Hamilton. I didn't know He's that. He's been knighted. Okay. I know a few people that if they got a sword that close to him, might want to you know, <laughs> do something else. But no, no, he's obviously one of the, one of the best. He's a goat. Yes. He one of the indeed. goats. But... It's amazing, isn't it, that any time Honda go into any professional motorsport, it may take them a while, but they always end up winning. Yeah, yeah, always. Why is that? They're just good. Is they're good? Then so, why aren't their cars dominating, like as in their road cars? And well, they got a few problems there, but how did Honda start out? What do you know about the history of Honda? Well, I thought they were just the motorbike crowd. You know, no doubt that's probably something from after the war. In the 30s, 1930s. Here we go. Thinking war. They were actually, no, well, that hadn't, first, second world war, first world war was finished, second world war hadn't started. They were a piston ring manufacturer. Okay. As they made, they made rings, you know, the things that you need to keep putting in that Wuhan war whistle and the uh, VF and anything else you've tuned. They keep the boost out of the oil. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you can keep the oil out of the breathers. Well, they were making piston rings at a little factory in Japan, and they supplied them to a, another youngish motor company back then called Toyota. 
and Honda's quality was so shit, Toyota um, canned them. Okay. As a ring manufacturer. So right. there you go. And it was only after the war that they industrialised a bit. They got some new manufacturing techniques that they did start to adhere to Toyota's um, recommendations and guidelines and did become a quality piston ring manufacturer. And then okay. Sushiro Honda, the boss, he decided to start making motorbikes. And I think by the mid-60s, they were the biggest motorcycle manufacturer in the world. Yeah, they make a shitload of motorbikes. And some yeah. of them have been good for... Well, some of them, lots of them have been good for decades and decades. So they can make a small motor quite well. And obviously, get a lot of power out of them, small motors. Well, they make a lot of pretty darn good cars, too, it did. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. So them small motors, they transfer over into uh, Formula Ones and the like, but not so much into their cars. Well, yes and no. Like, I... I had a Honda, an early 70s thing called a Coupe 9. I thought it was called Ronda. No, I've had several <laughs> Hondas. Right. This was a different one. Yeah. The first Honda I ever owned was a Z360. 360cc, twin cylinder, air-cooled. Gear stick came straight out the dash, like straight at you. Yeah. And it was on the head on. Yeah, but it was like you could actually, with your left hand on the steering wheel, remember we're right-hand drive here, American listeners, with your left hand on the wheel, you could flick the gear stick, one, two, three, four, with your fingers. Shit, that's pretty cool. It was beautiful. It was yeah. like a whippy action. Like, Honda did things well and they made things. So yep. funny-looking, tiny-little car. Yep. Um, a little 10-inch wheels and, you know, stuff like that. But it was 10-inch wheels. Yeah, it did 65 mile an hour, flat out. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it was, you know, for 360 cc's of air-cooled goodness, it was a four-stroke. It was like a little motorbike. What sort of money did you pay for this vehicle? I reckon that would have been 87. I reckon I paid 800 bucks for it. Probably worth about 50 to 80 now. <laughs> <Yeah>. So that <laughs> was a good a little Honda. I used to drive that thing car. to and from... Victor Harbour and used to be able to keep it pinned up Wollonga Hill, which is a huge long hill climb here. Used to maintain 80 k's an hour, flat and That's up there. impressive. That's actually impressive. Used to sit on about 8,000 RPM in fourth yep. Yep. and just sprint up there. And what year was that car? 72 or 3. Okay. Wow. They, people used to call them a Honda Zot as well. They were a tiny little thing. And they did a later one, which was water-cooled. It was nowhere near as cool. Nah, it lost its charm by then. Yeah. Yeah, no one likes water-cooled. That was my first Honda. Have you ever owned a Honda? No. What about your lawnmower? Oh, no, nah, probably Briggs and Stratton man there, I reckon. Uh, well, <laughs> wanna be. Um, then I had a Honda Coupe 9. Now, Honda Coupe 9 was a very, very interesting and important motor vehicle. I think you raced one of them, didn't no. you? No. Remember, I only bought it a few years ago. I've always lusted after one. They're like a like an R one hundred looking coupe, but a bit bigger and a bit better looking. And they had a transverse mounted, air cooled four cylinder, um, twin cam thing, like um, four car four Makuni carbies on it. They had one hundred and ten or one hundred and fifteen horsepower back then, which was you what know, size motor? What was it? Um, Thirteen hundred. This is straight out of a superbike, then, is it? Pretty much. Yeah. They used a lot of their motorcycle technology to make this thing, and it revved, and it was they were a cool car. They were fast in their day, like you know, they were a seventeen second quarter mile car. They were as fast as a uh, HQV8 straight line. Yep. Thirteen hundred cc, and they had all these cool handling things, and they were a, a really cool little car. And like all oh, Jap cars, if you remember, in those days had like aircraft cockpit sort of gauges, like the Mazdas and deep bezel sets. And yep. And what about trans? What, what? They did their own. It just had a, a, a had a, I reckon that was still only a four speed. Was it a five speed? See, that's what it would have been. Five speed. Would have been the motorbike box transferred over. So yeah, a bit hard. Nah. Yeah. But what did they do? That was they had like a super F one cooling system where they, 
I forget how they did it, but they had oil sprayed pistons and stuff like that right back then. You know, that yeah. was, and here we are, here we were like 10 years away from designing the Starfire 4 <laughs> yeah. in Australia. Yeah. 253 was still available. That was probably cutting edge. Yeah. <laughs> it was, a, like I said, it's a perfect thing if you had a Haynes Hunter at the time to go anchor it. Yeah, with. correct. You know, um, or do you know, throw through the ice wall on the side of your flat earth that you keep going on about. Right, you next Honda. <laughs> you had a next Honda. What, what, you went not one more. I had an AT Civic, which again was oh, a funny looking thing. That's the one I raced. That's the one. That had a ZC yeah. 1600 in it, and they were cool. I had it built, the engine built by one of the guys, I forget his name, but he ended up becoming one of the chief engine builders for Stone Brothers Racing. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, forget his name. He was really famous back in the Ambrose days. Because the Civic was the one that could have taken the world. It was like the Hyundai XL of its day. Except yeah, better quality than an XL yeah, was. Yeah, that's right. Day. But there were so many of them. That's probably their heyday almost for Honda. Yeah, but that was in the 70s, like the mid to late 70s, the Civics came through in Australia about the same time as the first gen Daihatsu Charade. Oh, bit of competition there. Oh, yeah. And um, mine was like an 85, 86. Yep. And we couldn't get that model in Australia. We could get that body, but we had a shit little 1500 single overhead cam thing and carby, and this was EFI 1600 twin cam four valve. <laughs> you weren't playing fair. It was cool. <laughs> and I used to improve production race that yeah. or plump car racing, it was yep. called. It was a fast little car. No doubt. Put a Mugen, Mugen LSD in it, Motec Systems exhaust. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> just had a piece of straight pipe. But that was fast. I reckon I took that to the drags, uh, just even though it was a circuit car, and around a 14 one or two, it was a quick little car. Easily as fast as any V8 Commodore of the day. Well, he, he's easily, faster easily. than a stock. Well, you're up against a VK Brock. What did they run? 15.8? Yeah, possibly. You're around there, 15.5? Yeah. So as he blow that sort of rubbish into the weeds, not that there's anything wrong with a VK Brock. And a good track car too, no doubt. Yeah, it was a very quick little car. So I've always loved Hondas. Mm. They've never really turned you on, have they? Oh, there's only one decent one, car-wise, and that was the NSX, I'm guessing. Gen right. 1, yeah. Yeah, the early NSX was pretty cool-looking car. I mean, when that came out... I found yeah. them a bit disappointing. Just as a car, though, from someone that made a Civic one day, the next day they've knocked out an NSX, it was pretty out there. And, of course, who put a lot of... Who did a lot of the development of the chassis, allegedly, on the NSX? Probably their Formula 1 team. Ayrton Senna. Well, there you go. No wonder I like it. He was actually involved in the initial press releases for them and everything, driving them. Yeah, around. okay. Yeah. Still lots of videos on YouTube of him showing you how to heal and tone them and all of this sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, Well, that man could drive. Wow, well, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no doubt. But I think he did, you think he put it on pole at the first Australian Grand Prix? Yeah, because he was in the McLaren Honda, I take it, at the time. No, he was in Lotus, Renault. Oh. At the time, John Player's special thing. If you remember. Yeah, I remember that car well. It was one of the nicest ones, I reckon. But it Two was massive turbos hanging off the side of that motor. Uh, yeah, I reckon it was a V6. Yeah, um, got pics of that one home all stripped down with the yeah, carbon Yeah, quite, quite, quite a good thing. Yeah, amazing car. Yeah, so yeah, we got a bit of tapping what noise is... going. I don't know, they're just He's... percussive maintenance, it's called. <laughs> when you're working on a car, nothing fits. Yeah. What you do is you find a bigger hammer. <laughs> <laughs> it's always worked for you. Well, that's it. Sometimes you need things to just maybe finesse. You, maybe Sometimes you, brute force. Maybe you beat the earth flat. <laughs> you know, like a pizza dough. That's exactly what happens at my place. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know what you're beating there, but it's probably not the earth. Um, back to Honda. 
it always was a bit underwhelming for me, the NSX, because it only had a three litre normally aspirated V6 in it. It's a VTEC, yeah. yo. Yeah, yeah. But true, that's Honda in general, wasn't it? That's what I was saying before about they made a great little engine. That's yeah. probably why they never went any further. It was always a motorbike engine, so like, what else can we do with it? I don't think there are too many motorbikes with V6s in them, Paul. Well, maybe not, but it's just, it was probably a, a three-cylinder. <clears throat> I think you know, how we never threesome. Um, so well, just what, two of us. <laughs> well, this is enough for me to go around, <laughs> yeah, and you, I think. Yeah. Um, so what, what was the famous engine development technology that Honda came out with in the late 80s? Well, VTEC, yo, is... is VTEC? Is, yeah, it was... It's still a cry people today. It's changed a lot since yeah. then. But it was a great idea. How did, how did it work? Here we go. It, uh, the we the go. cam could Zer. actually... Cams, correct. They could actually move forward and backward on a variable lobe almost, if no. you like. No. That was the way I envisaged it. Well, that's wrong. They were fired by obviously an electronic signal that opened an oil pressure solenoid, and what would do, what would happen is the rocker arms would have pins in them that would lock them together, and then that rocker, the the one that just got locked in, would be active and run on a higher lift, different cam lobe. You get me? And then it would unlock, yep, yep, yep. and you'd go on the low lobe. So oh, I go, was on the impression the cam moved, but you're saying the rocker, the rockers just locked together, they fired together with pins. So you had one redundant, not doing yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Bit like DOD, except it worked. So when you drove one of these things, it was light switch, and nothing, nothing, nothing. Bang! The whole engine note changed, and there they screamed. Are. And you know, we used to let the Z, not the ZC, the B16A, which was the VTEC 1600 of the late 90s. Oh, sorry, late 80s, early 90s. We used to let them rev to 9200, 9300 yep. RPM. They didn't fly apart, which is amazing, but they were such a strong 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 little engine it's a great idea though isn't it really yeah yeah well, and it's not really around you know what it is they kind of do it differently now because they've got variable um variable cam gears on the front and all this smooth transition shit there is ruined it the light switch was just the best yeah yeah you know because it was like hang on hang on bang and away it went yeah i know? guess you that was the one thing you couldn't do with it you couldn't phase it in if nah, you like. nah. it was either on or off yeah. there was no yeah but that okay. was the cool thing about it because yep. if you're one of the you are one of these car wankers that likes noise mm -hmm. those things would bloody scream and you'd see a big hump come in the power curve and you know it was really cool and we used to mess around with the VTEC point the crossover point and no matter where you put it it was worse than stop because yeah you know, Honda ran the engine with the cams one way, and then they ran it with the cams the other way, and where exactly where it intersected is where they switched. Yeah. Pretty yep. darn yep. easy for them to do. Yeah, it's not rocket surgery, is it? No, or no, not even brain science. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Yeah. I could come back. Yeah. But yeah, I get it. That makes a lot of sense, because if, if you mess with it one way or the other, you're like, you can do with a... You make with a standard Yeah, with a standard cam, all you're doing is giving yourself more top end or more yeah. bottom, but that that's not how that one works. Yeah. Yeah, you can't move it further up in the range, really. But when they raced them in the British Touring Car Championship and various high-level rallying, world rally-style stuff at the time, they used to throw the VTEC system in the bin and just use fixed cams in them. Right. Reason being is they would have close ratio gearboxes that would keep them between six and nine the whole time anyway, so why have the complexity? So you're almost staying on the high, step, high side Yeah, yeah, that's the what time. they would do. They would yeah. put some nasty things in them that would idle at two and a half thousand, and, you know, they would just race cars. But for the road... It made brilliant idea. It was great when you were towing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, good pulling away from the lights. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the last good Honda ever made? 
In my opinion, in my opinion, if we're not talking motorbikes, I couldn't tell you. The DC2 Type R Integra. Integra, last of the Integra yep. Type R's. Yep. The you know, twin round little headlight yep. things. Yep. If you can still find one now that is an absolute drug money to buy, they are the collector's car to have, in my opinion. But I think they're already gone. I think they're already, for an average one, you're looking at 70 grand now. Um, yeah, no, but they were just the best of everything, and and production racing of the era showed that they were just what awesome year was cars. that? Uh, about the same year as an S15, so yeah, two thousand and one, two, three, around yep. there. Okay, S two thousand already done and dusted by then. Oh, sorry, yeah, S two thousand was a bit. It wasn't as hard edge race car. Like it had the K twenty A or whatever that two litre motor is or whatever it was in it. It was a bloody good thing, and you know they turbocharge up well and they build well. That's the thing; everyone boosted those, didn't they? Because yeah. they were soft, I guess. No, well they weren't soft, but they just lent themselves to boost until the rods didn't. You know, your yeah. Hondas always—you always had to chuck some rods at them. Yep. Otherwise, you know that sort of RPM combined with boost was never going to be happening. No. Bedfellows. No. But since that time, when they started making factory turbo cars like the current Integra or last model Integra type, uh, uh, Civic Type R, great little car and everything, but they've just lost that rawness. You know, they're not a raucous car anymore. Yep. They're but just that's, a bloody car. Everyone's done that though. Yeah. You can't buy a raucous car anymore. Who who does a outlandishly loud? Oh, I know. Who does one crazy, over-the-top, loud, noisy? You hate them anyway. Um, well, that makes, that's most car manufacturers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, tell me. It's only your Lambo that's left like that. All the others have gone... Nah, an i20N sounds a bit hardcore with Hyundai. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, they got little pops and bangs. Yeah, but they're all boosted, so there's not that NA... You know, that... Yeah, I know. That, that raucous is gone, yeah, and that shit. Speaking of raucous cars, I had one come in the other day. Actually, I've got, I've got a V6 VF out there with mace cams in it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm mean, tuning up cams. But anyway, I had a... Power? Uh, yeah, well, substantial. <laughs> um, I had... Um, Substandard or substantial? Substantial. I'm not okay. dissing anything okay. on here, apart from you and me. <laughs> um, I had in a Subaru Outback diesel Okay. Belonged to, a, belonged to a young fella. He was only fairly new to this country. Yep. And so his English wasn't good, but he was. He wanted his diesel to go boom, boom, boom. Can you tune with the boom, boom, boom? Popcorn. No, but he said boom, boom, boom. So I just kept singing, let's go back to my room. <laughs> like, <laughs> as you would. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's how you roll. He wanted boom, yeah. boom, boom. Right. I explained to him, you can't boom, boom, boom a diesel. However, I sort of done 292,000 gays. I said, well, let me give it a couple of runs, <laughs> yeah. and it might just at least go boom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting request. Yeah, I get so, that all the time now. Yeah. What'd you end up doing for him, June? Yeah, yeah, and it worked out really well. He's quite happy. He explained to him, no boom, boom, boom. Yep. And another one wanted gurgle tune. Gurgle. Yeah. Well, it's a cross... <laughs> I'm not sure what that is. I could understand burble. That used to be the... The low burble. I thought it might have been. I mean, the car was a fair piece of shit. I thought it might have been like a gynecological burble, a gurgle. <laughs> but you know, it was. Yeah, it was pretty. I just, I just, I'm, I'm struggling. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, it's because you're, you're old now. You're not up with all these new terms, terms like gurgling. <laughs> yeah. Coming for a gurgle chat. <laughs> anyway, what happened today in the media that was really, really important? I mean, we're going to cover this off because I, I think oh, it's just quite. Bunny. We haven't... Oh, I could be 100% wrong here, but I've got a feeling that you're going to be talking about your boy now. Your boy Elon. And what did he get? Funnily enough, didn't he get something like 
Times Man of the Year. Person of the Year. Person Non-gender specific. Non which yeah, is misogynistic the, <laughs> the irony is I think it's the first time someone not from this planet has actually yeah. been given, given that away. Well, it's not true anyway because we're living in a simulation. <laughs> yeah, okay. But the Twitter storm has been incredible. Yeah, so I was right. I nailed it. Well, I you know, Adolf Hitler was a person of the year in 1938. Yep. And as Time Magazine it didn't came say out, a good person. Well, just that's what they said. It doesn't have to be. Like, this isn't a Nobel yeah, uh, yeah. prize, yeah. you know, for excellence. This is like someone who's influential. Yep. And, I mean, you know, if you've been following, you know, all of the fortunes people have been making, like, say, out of Dogecoin. Yeah. You would know that he's influential. He is indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need him to invest into something i got shares in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously not like the hair regrowth centre. <laughs> but, yeah, so he's been named Times Person of the Year. It's created an absolute shitstorm out Why? there. Why? But a lot of people just think, like, you know, it's fraud of the year and the guy's never done anything good and, you know, he's an arsehole and he's a rich billionaire and, you know, he's worried about going to space and he's a South African, not even an American, and then other people are saying immigrants oh, are the so only ones. wants to be American. No, no, you don't. Well, we, I don't think Hitler was. Oh, true. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah I'd have to look back at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From memory, I think he was European. Yeah, some, he was actually Austrian, I believe. You were right. And, I mean, he only lived for another seven years after he got named. <laughs> so hopefully, oh, yeah, Elon, goes, careful, yeah, mate. Be careful what you tweet. And so someone um, brought up a list of tweets and said, you know, how can this person be ever taken seriously? You know, he's appointed himself the meme lord of the world. Yep. I mean, we yep. don't even you know what a meme is. Yeah. And um, some of his tweets, like the one to Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Like, I used to, oh, I, I forgot you were still alive. Yep. yep. And then some other senator got into him about how billionaires should pay their fair share of tax. And he goes, your profile picture looks like your cum face. <laughs> and then there was the thing with the cave, the Thai cave diver. Do you remember that? Yeah, th that was a little bit out there. Well, he, like, he got off the defamation suit. He won. Yeah. I he, don't know how. He just called him pedo guy. Yeah, outlawed him, I guess, maybe. Yeah, maybe outlawed him, but like he said, <laughs> pedo guy was actually a term of affection that he was using. I think that was the whole defence oh. in that case. <laughs> okay. It was pedo best cute looking bear or something, according to... Anyway, right. it's, it's probably not the sort of thing we should be talking about, but what, what I am saying is, like, the, the last... Do you know who the last people of the year were? Oh, There were two. There were two in 2020. Was it Greta? No. Oh, man, I was hoping it, it was, was Greta. It was Brandon and Carmela. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, not, as okay. if, not as if there's a, like a lot of credibility no, involved no, in this publication no. anyway. It's like Kamira Car of the Year and yeah, yeah, 76 Yeah, it's yeah, it's a bit of a joke then, really. So Elon's ex-wife got on Twitter. She's now the ex-wife, Grimes. Right. Or Grimey, as we like to call her. <laughs> and there he is posed for the cover, you know, in a beautiful portrait shot. And as they do, they've got photographers, you know, not using an iPhone. And she's going like, it's amazing how the 2020... And I think she's still quite fond of him. They probably haven't settled yet. Right. It's amazing <laughs> how the 2021 person of the year cut their own hair for the shoot. <laughs> and he did. Yeah. And he'd be proud of that. Though. Cut his own hair. Well, do you cut your own hair? I do. Do I cut my own hair? You'd better. I do. <laughs> Surely you don't pay for it. <laughs> I do. So it looks like that we've all got something in common as a relative genius mm. amongst yeah. us that, you know, we all give our own heads <laughs> and various other parts of our bodies a haircut. Manscape. Yeah. Yeah. 
So there you go. I thought that was a very interesting epicast because it covered off Young Max, Old Yoss, <laughs> Big Daddy, and Honda hairstyling. Don't Honda hairdressing, get it? Oh, oh, nice link. And thank you, everyone, for listening to Range Anxiety.